Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast. In today's episode, we cover the topic of neuropathic or Charcot-Arthropathy found under the orthopedic section at MedBullets.com. Let's begin with a clinical snapshot. A 62-year-old woman presents to her physician for painless swelling of her ankle. She reports a history of diabetic neuropathy and regularly sees a podiatrist. Physical exam reveals a non-tender, swollen, and erythematous ankle joint with decreased range of motion. Laboratory studies demonstrate a normal leukocyte count and normal inflammatory markers. Let's continue with an introduction to neuropathic or Charcot-Arthropathy. Clinically, it is defined as arthropathy due to underlying neuropathy or trauma leading to a destruction of joints and bone. Demographically, this tends to affect adults. In terms of the location, the foot and ankle is the most common, but other locations may include the shoulder and the elbows. Risk factors include diabetic neuropathy, which is a special risk factor for foot and ankle disease, syringomyelia, which is a special risk factor for shoulder disease, syphilis, which is a special risk factor for knee disease, and other risk factors include trauma and leprosy. In terms of the pathogenesis, autonomic neuropathy may result in hyperemia, which leads to increased osteoclastic resorption of the bone. Peripheral neuropathy can result in loss of sensation and proprioception. This may lead to unintentional repetitive trauma and injury. Subsequent new bone formation and healing results in deformation of joints. Conditions that are associated include diabetes mellitus, tertiary syphilis, Tabes dorsalis, chronic alcohol misuse disorder, syringomyelia, myelomeningocele, spinal cord tumors, and subacute combined degeneration, which occurs with vitamin B12 deficiency. Moving on to the presentation, symptoms may include a non-painful swelling of a joint. On exam, the patient acutely may present as a non-tender, erythematous, edematous, and warm joint. Chronically, they may present with the joint or foot deformity with joint effusion and bony prominences. The most common deformity is a collapse of the tarsometatarsal joint with valgus angulation. One may also find other signs of chronic neuropathy, including foot ulcers, decreased or absent vibration sensation, and a loss of deep tendon reflexes. In terms of further imaging, radiography is indicated for all patients. Specific findings may be normal in early Charcot joints. Acutely, however, one may note bony consolidation with fractures, joint effusion, or bone destruction. Chronically, one may note bony deformity, new bone formation, and sclerosis, as well as resorption of bone. A magnetic resonance image with gadolinium is indicated if radiographs are unclear and if osteomyelitis is suspected. Specific findings may include osseous edema. Bone scintigraphy, typically technetium-99 labeled methylene diphosphonate followed by indium labeled leukocyte scintigraphy, is indicated to further distinguish neuropathic arthropathy from osteomyelitis. Specific findings include a negative or cold scan for neuropathic arthropathy and a positive or hot scan for osteomyelitis. In terms of further studies, Labs typically demonstrate a normal white blood cell count 
and normal markers of inflammation, such as an erythrocyte sedimentation rate and a C-reactive protein. And when making the diagnosis, remember that this is based on clinical presentation and imaging. In terms of the differential, make sure to think about cellulitis, with distinguishing factors being that there will be no bony deformities or changes on imaging. Also think about osteomyelitis, with distinguishing factors being that patients will present with increased inflammatory markers, and MRI and bone scintigraphy findings will be positive for osteomyelitis. In terms of treatment, conservative options include immobilization and rest. This is indicated for all patients, especially in the acute phase. Another option is accommodative footwear. This is indicated for all patients, especially in the chronic phase. Operative options include surgical repair. This is only recommended for severe deformities, and it is not usually performed. And lastly, complications related to neuropathic or arthropathy include spontaneous fractures and osteomyelitis. Now that we've discussed the major points relating to neuropathic or arthropathy, let's walk through some questions to apply what we've learned and get a sense of how the topic might be tested. For the first question, consider the following clinical scenario. A 65-year-old man presents to the clinic with a chronic, non-healing ulcer on the medial plantar surface of his right foot. He states that he thinks the ulcer has been there for at least six months. Sometimes it heals if he does not wear shoes that rub on it, but it will reopen if he walks a lot. He denies pain or pruritus. His medical history includes atrial fibrillation, diabetes complicated by diabetic retinopathy, hypertension, and hypercholesterolemia. His medications include carvedilol, insulin, lisinopril, gabapentin, and atorvastatin. Upon physical exam, the right foot is warm to the touch with mild non-pitting edema. There is diminished vibratory sensation at the level of the right ankle, as well as diminished sharp and dull sensation. Proprioception of the first metatarsophalangeal joint is intact bilaterally. Further physical exam of the right foot demonstrates swelling and a loss of the midfoot arch resembling a rocker bottom. Which of the following explains the findings on exam? And the answer choices are Choice 1. Calciphylaxis Choice 2. Charcot joint Choice 3. Lymphedema Choice 4. Plantar fasciitis Or Choice 5. Tophi The best answer to this question is Choice 2. Charcot joint. The patient presents with diabetes that is poorly controlled, as evidenced by retinopathy and peripheral sensory deficits, and a foot that has a quote-unquote rocker-bottom appearance. This foot finding is consistent with a Charcot joint deformity. Charcot joint or foot deformity is also known as neuropathic arthropathy. Associated conditions include those that cause peripheral neuropathy, such as diabetes mellitus, tertiary syphilis, vitamin B12 deficiency, and syringomyelia. Sensory deficits over time lead to repetitive trauma and injury that causes progressive degeneration of weight-bearing joints, bony destruction, and eventual anatomical deformity. Chronically, 
Charcot foot will present as a collapse of the tarsometatarsal joint with valgus angulation, also known as a quote-unquote rocker bottom appearance. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 1. Calciphylaxis presents as painful skin lesions caused by cutaneous arteriolar calcifications. This can lead to tissue ischemia and necrosis. A commonly associated condition is end-stage renal disease. Choice 3. Lymphedema refers to swelling associated with lymphatic obstruction. Patients classically present with non-pitting edema that affects the entire limb and foot. Choice 4. Plantar fasciitis presents a sharp heel pain that is worse after a period of rest or with prolonged weight-bearing. This is not often associated with anatomical deformities. Rather, there is tenderness to palpation at the underside of the heel at the insertion of the plantar fascia. Choice 5. Tophi are deposits of urate crystals in and around joints. They appear as hard, nodular masses in the soft tissue. Finally, a bullet summary. Charcot foot is a finding that occurs in patients with significant neuropathy, leading to repetitive trauma and joint collapse, which in later stages appears as a loss of the midfoot arch. For the second question, consider the following clinical scenario. A 75-year-old man presents to his primary care physician for foot pain. The patient states that he has had chronic foot pain, which has finally caused him to come and see the doctor. The patient's past medical history is unknown, and he has not seen a doctor in over 50 years. The patient states that he has led a healthy lifestyle, consumes a plant-based diet, exercises regularly, and avoided smoking, thus his lack of checkups with the physician. The patient lives alone as his wife died recently. His temperature is 98.1 degrees Fahrenheit or 36.7 degrees Celsius. Blood pressure is 128 over 64 millimeters of mercury. Pulse is 80 beats per minute. Respirations are 13 breaths per minute. And oxygen saturation is 98% on room air. The patient's body mass index is 19 kilograms per meter squared, and he appears healthy. Physical exam demonstrates a right foot that is diffusely swollen, mildly tender, and deformed. The patient's gait is abnormal. Which of the following is associated with the underlying cause of this patient's presentation? And the answer choices are, choice one, hyperfiltration damage of the kidney. Choice two, high impact trauma to the foot. Choice three, megaloblastic anemia. Choice four, methicillin resistant bacterial agent. Or choice five, unprotected sexual intercourse. The best answer to this question is, choice three, megaloblastic anemia. This patient is presenting with deformity and pain in his right foot, suggesting a diagnosis of neuropathic arthropathy. In the setting of his normal BMI and a plant-based diet, vitamin B12 deficiency is the most likely diagnosis, which is associated with a megaloblastic anemia. Charcot joint or neuropathic arthropathy occurs secondary to a peripheral neurologic disturbance, 
which results in altered sensation and proprioception of the joint. The neurologic deficit to the joint results in undetected repeat trauma, which damages the joint and soft tissues. Vitamin B12 deficiency, or pernicious anemia, can result in dorsal column degeneration and subsequent decreases in proprioception, leading to this presentation. It is common in elderly patients and vegans due to dietary deficiencies. Other associated complications with vitamin B12 deficiency include megaloblastic anemia. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 1. Hyperfiltration damage to the kidney is associated with diabetes mellitus, which is the most common cause of Charcot joint. This is a less likely diagnosis in this patient with a low body mass index and seemingly healthy diet. Choice 2. High impact trauma to the foot would result in significant pain, swelling, and edema. In Charcot joint, repeat minor trauma is the underlying cause. Choice 4. Methicillin-resistant bacterial agent describes osteomyelitis secondary to staph aureus. Patients would present with an inciting event, like a trauma, and a predisposition to infection, such as diabetes. This patient has neither of these risk factors, and his vital signs do not reflect an infection. Choice 5. Unprotected sexual intercourse is a risk factor for syphilis, which can result in tabes dorsalis, decreased proprioception and sensation, and result in microtrauma. Syphilis is certainly on the differential diagnosis. However, epidemiologically, it would be a less likely cause in this patient than would vitamin B12 deficiency, given that aging naturally predisposes one to decreased intrinsic factor levels and thus B12 absorption. Similarly, this patient would have other symptoms of tertiary syphilis, such as pupils that accommodate but do not react, or a history of a painless chancre. Finally, a bullet summary. Neurogenic arthropathy occurs when there is decreased neurologic input to the joint, such as from B12 deficiency, diabetes, or syphilis, resulting in repeat trauma and deformity of the lower extremity. That's all for this review about neuropathic or arthropathy. We hope that was helpful. This is the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast, a daily audio review session for MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. As a reminder, you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on MedBullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If the MedBullets podcast has been valuable to you, we'd be thrilled if you consider leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here, on the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast.